Hello, you're listening to Josiah's Voice. I'm your host, Josiah Bradley. In this conversational podcast, I invite you on my journey through TV, film, and writing. Plus, fellow artists visit with me to share their own unique creative voices along the way. Tune in and get inspired. Hi! is... What's up, Cece? Hi, Josiah. <laughs> How are you? Wait, okay. So am I pronouncing your name correctly? Yep. Josiah. Okay. <laughs> yep. You got it right the first time. <laughs> Congratulations. <Yay>! Johnny, <laughs> tell her what she's won. <laughs> it's, uh, it's good to meet you in person or, well, it's so virtually. It's nice to meet you, too. Yeah, no, this this is great. How, how are you doing today? How's the weekend oh, been going? Oh, I'm great, because the weather's beautiful. It's uh, 83 degrees today. So I think it is here as well. Chicago, you know, it can the weather can get kind of, hmm, but mm-hmm. it's 83 today. It'll be 83 tomorrow, and then it'll drop back down to 50. So I'm just enjoying the warm weather. Gotcha. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Guys, for all of you uh, eventually watching, but definitely listening, welcome to another episode of Josiah's Voice, the podcast with my buddy C.C. Ford uh, out of Chicago. As you just heard, uh, we met on Instagram. Uh, For anyone who's new to this podcast, uh, so far, a lot of the people that I get to chat with are people I've befriended online, which is really, really cool. Um, And they just come from a lot of different backgrounds and I've been enjoying talking to people uh, especially about um, artistic expression. Um, also, if they're book nerds, which we'll get into in a little bit, um, for all of you, yes, uh, for all of you, two <laughs> thumbs up, for all of you who uh, know me personally and have been listening, you know I love to read. It's one of my favorite pastimes, so Cece and I will get into to books. But um, Cece, tell the people just a little bit, little bit about yourself. Um, well, I was born and raised in Chicago. Um, I stay in a little village now um, in Illinois, which is not that far from Chicago. Um, I graduated from Northeastern Illinois University. Um, during that time, I worked at WTTW Channel 11 in the documentary department, um, which was like one of the best experiences of my life. (laughs) Um, Then I went to DePaul University and I majored in uh, journalism and new media. And during that time, I was a floor director. Um, I also used to write for, um, it's sort of a MAGA paper, like a magazine plus newspaper. Okay. um, That was really popular. It's defunct now, but it was really like, well, it was a black owned MAGA paper called Indigo. And I used to be a columnist there. So my career path has pretty much been in media. Um, During some like in between time, I did work um, at a school um, with like wayward youth. So it was like a school, but then there was um, a 24 hour like a residential area where they stayed where all the kids stayed because a lot of them had behavioral issues. Um, Did that for a little while in 2000 and I want to say 15 or 16, I just discovered Bookstagram and I was like, oh, there's a whole community reading books. I had no idea. And then 
they were like incorporating the art aspect of it, like these layouts with the books mm -hmm. and doing these book reviews. And I was like, how cool is that? So I joined the community and that's basically how I built my following. Um, now I'm just working on my small business, um, which brings me an immense amount of joy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I am writing a book. So everything I'm doing now is all the creative stuff that I've been wanting to do forever. So that's just a, that's just a little a little piece. <laughs> uh, for those of you who have listened to my parents' podcast, Awaken with Mark and Marlene, you know that my dad's from Illinois. He's from Springfield, mm -hmm. uh, actually. Um, so that's news for for Cece. So I was like, yes. you know, when we met, I was like, oh yeah, Chicago. I don't know if I mentioned it because we only no, you didn't tell me because i tell me okay also at the time it's geez i'm behind i was about to say march that'd be two months behind it's may guys while we're recording this <laughs> right now i'm i'm all over the place <laughs> um well it's okay because i think i, I was just talking to a friend about this mm -hmm. and i feel like the pandemic did something with the days, like all the days and time is like blended. I'm constantly like, what's today? Like what's today's date or right. what's the day? It's so weird. <laughs> no, it is. Cause I, I was like, um, I really thought the time would go slower, especially last year Yeah. Um, with how early it was. And we were, you know, just trying to adjust and whatnot, but it seemed at least for me, um, but now it sounds like it was for you. It mm -hmm. seemed like time, it was almost like it sped up. It Strangely sped enough. up, I know. I really thought not being in my regular routine, you know, going to work and things like that would actually make things go slower. Because, mm -hmm. But having more time, it's like time sped up in, yes. in a sense, which is interesting. Um, I totally agree. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, what's what's something you've learned about yourself in the wake of the pandemic hmm. now that you mention it that's a good question i think that i learned that not being productive is okay like yes, i used to part. feel i used to feel like and i think social media you know you and i have had conversations about kind of like the dynamic of social media and i mm -hmm. feel like across the digital space there's this kind of amplifying of um, the hustle culture and being productive and all of that stuff. And I think for me, the pandemic, like it just slowed me down kind of like I was able to sit with myself. Like there was no ripping and running and I'm like, yeah, peace is okay. Sitting with yourself is okay. Rest is okay. Um, you know, if you just laid out and read a book or if you laid out and not, you know, didn't do anything, it's totally fine. Like, and I think I learned that about myself. Like, I don't have to feel guilty about resting. I don't always have to be doing something. I mean, just right now, like with my small, you know, with building my business, it's obviously every day, you know, I'm up at 6 a.m. I'm doing the things that I need to do to make sure that my business is, you know, running like it's supposed to run and that I, it's the way that I want it. But I'm also like basking in those minutes of like, or not even minutes, it could be hours or however long it is. Like, it's okay to um, rest and That's be restful. <laughs> right. I'd say, um, 
I definitely learned that exact lesson, I think, um, because there was just an abundance of time. But before I was laid off from uh, my first job, I was um, finding time to like go to like my local park and just hang out. There's yeah. like a pond there and things. And, you know, it's a lot of land and a lot of different families come and hang out, play your play soccer, fly kites, barbecue. Um, and so I'd find like a place by the pond or by, uh, I guess it's a brook and just, you know, set up a chair and just either, you know, journal yes, or I something. Love those. You post that to your story. You yeah, right. Yeah. Story, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I love trying to share those things. Um, just different change of pace and being outside. And um, yeah. so I was glad I was starting to do that. I always did appreciate uh, the outdoors. I mean, I'm not like mountain man. I'm not like professional camper or anything quite that extreme, but I do enjoy taking walks, being out, taking a load off, having my book or something like that, or enjoying, you know, whatever the scenery is. And so I got back to that when the pandemic happened, when I had more time to go off, to catch up on my reading, to um, see what wildlife is like indigenous to or the ecosystem in that particular park you know they have yes, the, I love that yeah the fact files and you know yeah. and kids love that stuff too and so you know they're pointing at everything and it's there's turtles everywhere and there's sounds of nature and everything mm-hmm. um and I talk nothing more peaceful than the sound of nature <laughs> nothing more peaceful yeah, <laughs> yeah the birds I started walking I started walking like going for walks and mm-hmm. at first the focus for my walks was like, I want to lose like 10 or 15 pounds. But then, that, that pan pandemic weight that we the all pandemic, yeah, the we all put on weight was like I don't know if you can see like, it in my I'm cheeks. Like, I'm like, okay, my little face is like a little chubby. I'm like, I got a little belly. I'm like, let me start walking. But um then it became I, it got away from well i'm not walking to just lose weight because i found so much peace in it like i love looking at the trees and the leaves and the sky and the grass and i'm just really simple that way and it just became about that and less about you know i need to lose or a goal or something like that yeah so when it when i took the um I want to say when I took the goal off of it, like, oh, okay, I need to get up and I need to walk 30 minutes and mm-hmm. I need to, you know, I'm going to go like, get up at seven and then I'm going to leave out at seven 30 and I'm going to walk for a half hour. I just go out and walk. And then whenever my body tells me, okay, we're done walking, then that's it. So that's also a part of like the rest and peaceful aspect of like where I am now. That's great the hustle mentality you talked about on, on social media and everything mm-hmm. is, is big. Um, it's oftentimes why I will take breaks uh, from social media. Cause sometimes, yes. you know, I, I don't blame the algorithm. I don't blame the app or whoever invented IG or anything like that. Yeah. I blame us. Cause I think yep. we, we kind of create the algorithm and then the, the mathematics just does what it's going to do. And we, feed into it that way it does what it does and sometimes right. I allow other people who don't even mean me any harm is just is what they believe and sometimes I soak that up like yep. I need to be I need to be writing or I need to be reading sometimes I even caught myself reading so that I could post on IG and I was like yes. dang come on bro what you about you sh- yes. you need to read because you love to read other, we could do a whole nother podcast about that <laughs> like 
when I the minute so when I started bookstagramming because yeah, talk about I love so I love to read anyway like it was just so when I found that community it was like I found a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow exactly and I was like this is amazing but somewhere I, I was not expecting to grow the way I did so oh. just so just like let's just if we took numbers um, mm -hmm. I think, you know, you, you kind of know me now, like we've had conversations, like, I don't care about numbers. I never did. And so like somewhere like in 2019, I had actually okay. got up to like 50,000, like it's way lower wow. now because I was okay. on hiatus and I don't post consistently the way I used to, gotcha. but I'm just kind of like, you can get caught up so fast. Like when the brands started emailing and I was like oh I was like okay I'm just talking about books and I'm writing my reviews and I'm like oh this company wants to you know partner with me for whatever reason and then it became about making sure I post consistently making sure I post every single day and then it came became about let me finish this book by tomorrow so that I can post this book by tomorrow and I'm like that's not why I read like I don't want to read to try to keep up with the community although I love the community like I love bookstagram so much I have made real genuine friendships from uh, bookstagram but I did not want to be just posting just for this, just to try to, you know, run the rat race. Like I didn't like that. And I feel like I've gotten hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of DMs from people saying how disenchanted they are with the bookstagram. And I'm like, once you take the chase out of it, you know, yeah. stop focusing on brand partnerships stop focusing on getting free books from penguin random house stop focusing on why you know this person has ten thousand likes on their photo and you don't mm -hmm. like read because you love reading if you feel like talking about that book talk about that book like there's no rules to bookstagram obviously the basis of our community is reading right yeah. so but allowing that those other things to take away from the actual joy of reading is when it becomes overwhelming. And so when I found myself losing the joy for reading, because now it became about this, this thing on Instagram, rather than the way I was reading before, I had to take a step back. So yeah, that that's where I was. But I just rambled. I'm sorry. I just Oh, no, no need to apologize. No, it's all good. That's Great. I love it. You said the word joy because I was thinking like joy and then you said it like that. That's a word that I would use of like the joy and the the excitement of meeting people who are reading, uh, who are who might even be fellow writers. Everyone on Bookstagram, mm -hmm. guys, uh, for those listening, everyone on who is in the corner of Bookstagram isn't a writer, but they definitely, we all definitely love reading and trading stories learning about different different authors. For those who don't know, um, Bookstagram is like this, it's a hashtag and it's a corner of Instagram. And people sometimes use the term Bookstagram a little bit on like Twitter. They, they mo more so call it Book Twitter though, because yeah, different platform, but right. it's just this community online of people who just love books and they do mm -hmm. flat lays and they, they adorn the books and they have garnishes and different things just to kind yeah. of show their appreciation 
for that book series, for that author, for characters. Some people cosplay characters, uh, their favorite yes. characters from books. And it's just There's so ways. much creativity in Bookstagram. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. It's and amazing. Lo- oh, go, go, ahead, ahead. go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, that's one of the things that I love, too, about Bookstagram. Like, that level of creativity is so high. And I feel like there's been, like, these conversations in Bookstagram where people are like, you know, why are they adorning books or why are they <laughs> flat lays with the it ain't that deep books? guys <laughs> right it's not right it's not no we're here for we're just here to read and do reviews don't use props don't do this don't do that but then that goes back to like what i was saying earlier like there's no rules to bookstagram however you want to present the book you're reading you know do do that you know it's okay i love the creativity part of instagram it inspired me my you know my entire i always say bookstagram career mm-hmm. right <laughs> you know, yeah I, yeah, but I was, I mean, I've been inspired by so many people like um, creatively. So I don't, I don't think we should just, you know, take out that element of it just because it's, you know, we're reading, like you can still incorporate, cre- I guess I'm more open about it than uh, most people. Some, yeah, some people are kind of closed-minded in that regard because they don't, it, I mean, guys, it's okay if you don't like to share your reading that way. Some people just do booktube you know youtube right. a book lovers corner of youtube some mm-hmm. people just book blog and maybe they just take a google image or a goodreads image of the cover and that's as much but maybe all of the creativity goes into how you edit your booktube video mm-hmm. or all of the creativity goes into maybe your command of uh, whatever language you're yeah. blogging in yeah. you know and maybe it's Maybe you do really crisp, snappy reviews and all your creativity goes into that. Maybe you have more, um, not long-winded, but maybe more in-depth, yeah. you know, reviews. Yeah. And that however you want to share your love of books in your corner is up to you. And it is, you know, emphasis on your corner. Yep. You know I See, I love that. Then that's really, I love that. That's That was my thought about it too, because I was like, I... I have always tried to be like, you know, my corner to keep my corner peaceful, but I'm Mm -hmm. just like that, that whole kind of book elitist thing has always, it has always bothered me so bad in bookstagram. It's like, you, okay, you write, you know, these long, beautiful academic book reviews, (laughs) maybe, maybe somebody else, you know what I mean? Is not as eloquent with their words as you are. If they say, me. you know what, I love, I mean, me too. And I had to, I love writing book reviews. I love mm. them, love writing book reviews. But I had to get comfortable with my own voice too, because I was starting to feel like, well, I don't write these academic book reviews. Like, is mm-hmm. my is is the review even worth writing? And I'm like, it's your own voice. Some people are gonna, you know, they're gonna give you the hundred dollar words, they're gonna give you the education, they're gonna give you the background, they're gonna give you the breakdown and Keller. Yeah. Element, and there is nothing wrong with that because I love all of the reviews across the board. But if somebody goes, I love this book, this book made me happy, the characters were cool, and I love the ending, that's a book review too. <laughs> like, like, there's no uh definition of what the proper book review is, and that only that aspect of Bookstagram used to drive me crazy. Like, I'm like, yeah, it, and it just makes people. For me, it just makes people feel crappy. You know, people mm-hmm. all, all feel down already. So it's just like, sure. 
now you're telling them that their book review is not good enough. Like, it's just kind of, yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. You are, you know, tell us how you really feel. Yes. Um, because, uh, no, it's great because I, uh, you know, I'm not perfect. I, like I said, I take breaks sometimes because sometimes I get it. I let Instagram get in my own head. And sometimes even with my, my books to grant, because I don't, it's dedicated to reading. I don't even think I'm quote unquote that good at bookstagram. And that's because it was in the confines of what we're talking about, which is really, what we're not saying is that it's toxic because that's what it is. Because mm -hmm. sometimes I'll be reading physical copies. Sometimes I'll just be reading on, you know, my Kindle and it'll just be a plain photo in the, in the dark because my, my screen's too reflective. So I can't go outside. Like I'd love to take a photo of something I'm reading on my Kindle tablet against the ocean. So y'all could see it, you know, with yeah. the ocean in the background, but the reflection's too powerful. So I can't do that. So I have to take it in the dark somewhere because I'm like, well, when something's lit and you darken everything, it's more magnified, like the movie right. theater effect. Yeah. And sometimes I'd feel like, dang, that ain't interesting. Is it? It's just the cover. I kind of do a little canted angle or something like that. Or I do like a quote and it wouldn't even really be a review. Like maybe I'd throw, I had started putting stars on. I used to not really like to do that, but I was mm -hmm. like, dang, no one really knows, has even an inkling of how much I like the book per se. Maybe because I posted it, they'll think, oh, well, he must like it if he posted it. But sometimes you post things that you don't like and then you go in depth as to why, but everything you're saying uh, is great because I started to think, you know what, look, that's your Kindle. You don't have to post it, Josiah, if you don't want to. But if you want to, you can do your little movie theater effect thing. I don't know how long that'll last. You'll get physical copies soon. If you right. just want to do a few starred reviews, if you want to highlight, like I have in my Evernote and also my notebook here, I oftentimes like to highlight various quotes throughout yeah. the book that just kind of jumped out. Cause I'm like, that might make a cool Instagram post along with this book. And maybe I'll add some thoughts to it. And so you're right, just, I don't know anyone else who does it that way. I know someone does it, mm -hmm. but I began to, at first I felt a little self-conscious cause I was like, dang, everybody else's posts look so cool. And I only get like 30 likes or whatever. That's, that's the comparison game. It's the comparison <laughs> game. But then I got over it. I was like, you know what? It's okay. I like the few people that I talk to about books in my DMs and in my comments anyway. It feels like 300 people to me, even though it's only a few people. Yeah. And that's, an, it's not the, uh, what am I trying to say? It's not the quantity, it's, it's the quality. I'm going to clap for that. <laughs> it is not the quantity. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Take your Ma bow. Michael yes. Scott bow yes. <laughs> for yes. my office fans. <laughs> You know, um, no, this is great. You have a lot to say, and I think it's great. I really agree with uh, a lot of what you said. This uh, brings me to my other question, because this all sounds, I mentioned toxicity, this sounds like self-care. How you take care of yourself, especially when you're on social media, uh, but you talk a lot about self-care and having mm -hmm. healthy, uh, healthy mindset across, and, and you express it in a lot of different ways that we'll try to get into. Why did self-care online jump out to you um, as you're expressing yourself, being creative, building your business? And why is it, why is it so important to you? So I think something, we've discussed this, like something to me shifted with the self-care movement. 
So where it was about, you know, because my, and I'm not, I don't think I'm saying anything profound that we haven't heard before. Like if you're, if your cup is empty, mm-hmm. you can't pour into others. Like right. yeah. if you're, if you're not taking care of yourself, whatever that care entails, like emotionally, mentally, spiritually, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever that is, if you're not taking care of yourself in any of those areas, you can't serve or pour into another situation or other people. And at the beginning of sort of this burgeoning of like the self-care movement in the beginning online, it just seemed like it was really focused on make sure you're taking care of your mental health, make sure you're doing things for yourself. And it didn't always look like, you know, a bubble bath or you know, <laughs> a hair appointment or, yeah. or mimosas, you know, brunch. Mimosas. <laughs> right, exactly. Brunch, you know, yeah. manicure, pedicure. It, it was a little bit deeper than that. And then I started to notice where my thinking about self-care is being able to also have introspection and introspection can be difficult when you have anxiety. So I have to be careful here about what I'm saying because I know how um, sensitive the topic of anxiety is. Mm -hmm. Now I dealt with severe anxiety many eons ago. I dealt with severe depression, depression eons ago. I was, you know, a blessed one because I was able to come out of it. There's a lot of people that are not able to come out of it. And so um, the introspection part becomes hard because that part saying, I'm unhappy, I'm angry, I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm feeling sad. When you, how do you not project that onto other people? So the introspection is when you're feeling all of those things, right? All of those negative thoughts, those intrusive thoughts that come in your head about yourself, when you're feeling depressed and sad sometimes, and a lot of the times, because I went through it, you project, it, it, it starts to come out in, in different areas. And so what I saw in the self-care movement, I did not see introspection. It looked to me from the outside that it was becoming, you're the victim, right? Mm -hmm. You're the victim. Um, You're excused from your behavior and your responses, you know, the way you respond to things because you have anxiety and depression. And so the thought that I had that I literally started jotting down in my notebook and I was like, you are not excused from toxic behavior because you have anxiety and you're depressed. Is it unfortunate? Absolutely. But you can't expect everyone around you to cater to your anxiety and depression. And it doesn't matter who it is. It could be family member. It could be friends. You can't, that's not a realistic expectation. And so the introspection part, the self-reflection, the looking at what, what, how did, you know, who did I hurt? Who do I need apologizing to? Or who do I need to apologize to? That part of it to me was looking like it was getting lost because just because you suffer from those things doesn't mean that you're the victim in every circumstance. So I think that's where, yeah, I think that's what we were talking about. Like that was it. In, the, in our DMs. Yeah. I think I'm blessed in that regard that I have friends and family who, you know, nobody's perfect, but like to some degree, they, they share the, that same view of uh, accountability, I think is what you're that, saying. That's the word. Without saying it. 
That's the word. It's accountability. Self-accountability. Self, yes. Self-accountability. Because yes. we talk a lot about, like, say, can't, can't, bleh, cancel culture, which is like, mm -hmm. you know, holding you accountable, holding right. him accountable or what, you know, whatever. But mm -hmm. we don't talk a lot about, like you said, who did I hurt? Um, to what, you know, to what degree did I interpret that thing right? I know I sometimes, right. you know, I try to check my perception. I sometimes things fly over my head. Sometimes I do think things are too deep. Sometimes yeah. I don't acknowledge that they are deeper than what I thought. And I too have like seen myself as like, you know, I'm a victim here, there and everywhere. And it's everybody's mm -hmm. fault and right. my trauma you know, right. whatever the situation was. So I like the way that you use the term yeah. catering to yeah. people's, um, to what they've gone through mm -hmm. and how uh, it sounds like you're talking about, like, you know, we kind of, uh, there is a community of people wor the world over who they're going through things, nothing wrong with that, but they're not managing it right. right. And that's being, that's coming up online. And we're seeing that some people, they're, in the mismanagement, they're not, you know, taking stock of how they right. come off to right. other people. And this is not, this is not to discount. So I'm going to use the word trigger warning here so that people can decide if they want to exit now. Absolutely. Um, we're not discounting abuse. You know, when Correct. you're abused, that's, you're a victim period. Like mm -hmm. that's, there's no questioning. There's no that's that's what it is but i think when i'm talking about the 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 self victimization part i'm not talking about that that's a whole separate conversation a whole separate topic it has nothing to do with my opinion now about where i see the self care movement i'm simply talking about where you are sad on a daily basis whatever whatever is the uh, foundation of that sadness so whether it's something didn't go right for you, whether it was, you know, you have anxiety about having to deal with people or, you know, things like that. And it comes out and onto everybody else. So I'll, I have, yeah, I saw go ramb for it. Yeah. I'm rambling again, but <laughs> no, it's okay. Go so for it. This is, so this is what I want. This is what I, the example that I have, there was a, now I'm not on Twitter. I'm anti-Twitter. Hmm. Like Twitter is the most toxic it's just toxic and I just it sure can be. Yeah, I refuse to get on Twitter. <laughs> but you know the tweet make their way over to Instagram. Oh yeah, yeah. So there was a Twitter that said, um, if I don't feel like calling you, if I don't feel like answering my phone, if I don't feel like answering a text, then that's just what it is. And I'm saying to myself, now these will be the same people that will tweet two or three weeks later and say, I don't have any friends. Now, ah. if you know what I'm saying? Like, sure. yeah, like yeah. if you're if you're not taking responsibility, because what that sounds like to me is that you need to work on your social skills. Hey, I'm not feeling my best right now. I'll get back to you later. That whole leaving people on read thing because mm. you're not you haven't worked out or you're working on that thing that you're going through. I don't agree with that. I, feel I you. think that you have to, at some point, I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. I used to do it too, 
but at some point you have to Isn't work it? on your communication skills you have to work on your social skills leaving people on read is not cool because that again goes back to introspection now if you have a friend a best friend that loves you that cares about you that's worried about you and you leave them on read for two weeks you have now passed your trauma on inadvertently onto them now they're feeling crappy they're feeling sad because they can't get in contact with someone they love because you don't have you haven't developed your communication skills to say i love you thank you for checking in on me i'll get back to you at another time i hope that makes sense like i just that yeah. make no yeah that no that does because it's um because you know and guys we we're trying to give us some grace because we're also talking about a form of communication. We've jumped from Instagram to Twitter briefly. That's mostly text, you know, yes. and, so, and it's 240 characters, you know, and the yes. example CC gave of like, you know, if I don't get back to you, it is what it is. And look, right. we don't know who that tweeter was. We don't know what right. they That's, were yeah. thinking. I don't even know what their follow-up was. Cause, you, Cause I'm sure you've heard of like some tweet it could have been sort of sounding toxic, could have been super positive and it goes viral. And then yeah. people, for whatever reason, have to uh, follow up on whatever yeah. that that tweet yeah. was. Cause I get it, it's Twitter, it's only 240 characters. Yeah. Guys, be gracious to us. I don't want anyone to attack CC or I yes, like, please. oh, they- Oh my God, wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just, okay, I don't wait. think anyone's going wait, to. Wait. I no know, one's going to. Me and you talked about this too, Josiah, like, I please give me grace whoever is watching and listening to this I know that you cannot always interpret somebody's meaning of something in text and digitally that's probably yeah. how half of the arguments start <laughs> online yep. because somebody is misinterpreting I only use that one because I actually went to because you can still google tweets like you can right. google, yeah, yeah. even if you're not yeah. on twitter you can google tweets and see the thread right so yeah. i went there and i wanted to see if there was like a backup to it or what was mm -hmm. the whole story and it was i was surprised because it was literally a bunch of people telling this person what i was thinking like somebody in the comments section was like well maybe you should work on your communication skills and not think that it's cool to just leave people on on read so mm -hmm. i'm just using that particular one people right, yeah. like i am not trying to assume <laughs> anything about anyone online trust me i've been through it <laughs> yeah you know it, it's it's that youtube comment flame war thing like every platform's got it so guys i just want you to know yes. we're being we're being responsible we're not trying to attack anybody yes. nebulous or whoever that tweet was just just an example because that's just an example one camp could one camp totally is in agreement with that person Mm -hmm. um and their delivery and somehow they're just speaking this many millions of people's language right and that probably feels validating on some level and right. i i kind of have like respect for that or so, like i like sometimes you just get someone just was speaking your language at the time they tweeted it when you decided to scroll whatever was going on with you yeah and then you have true. you you in in it was communicated effectively for you. And then you have the other people in the comments who will, might take it the other way. They might not even be, attempt to be constructive. Cause sometimes yeah. I even 
feel that I'd like to be constructive. And then sometimes that is just choosing your battles. There are 99% of the time, I don't respond to, I don't even like it. Yeah, I, don't, I, just keep, I, don't, I just keep scrolling. I just kind of look through it and I'm like, oh, that's interesting where this went. Like, whoo, mm-hmm. I'm sweating. Let me get out of here. Um, yeah. There are some people who can be in the middle and they felt maybe I could tweet something encouraging or a different or a different angle. Cause you don't gotta say nothing. I feel like sure. my mom would be like, like my mom used to say to my brothers and I, take care of you. You don't got to be in no one else's business. Yep. You don't got to save everybody. You don't have to inform what they're saying, be it in person. I mean, in person, that, that's going to happen quicker and you're probably going right. to be with your own community. That's a little bit of a different thing. But in the super highway of the internet, of mm-hmm. Instagram, of Twitter, YouTube comments, et cetera, people are just, it's, it's like one big tree. And I agree. You, and you're like, on whatever branch you're on at whatever moment in whatever mood and some and you're going to communicate effectively to the right person and sometimes you're going to communicate ineffectively to the somebody else and you got to yeah. choose your battles and sometimes i can see i can see i can see where you and those other people were coming from especially since it's twitter and you can just kind of tweet something and leave and sometimes nobody, you know, right. you just, you just out of here, you dipped out, but there's just so many, what I find fascinating, I'm sure you do too, what's fascinating about it is that there's just so many different ways to take it. And there are just so many different responses and so many people have different backgrounds yeah. to things and so many different responses. I've, I've responded to something on WandaVision that in my opinion, I was like, what's up with that? Like, why, why'd they do it that way? Or why'd they mm-hmm. say, I know that, sorry guys, that might sound a little crazy. Uh, like WandaVision, what? But like, I use that example to just say like, people interpret things differently. They interpret it, things differently, right. You know, yeah. be it a song, somebody thought that that Twitter account is fire. Somebody else thinks it's pretentious. Somebody mm-hmm. thinks this Instagram account is just so informative. Somebody thinks they're ignorant. Someone loves this show. Someone loves this musical artist, yeah. etc. Um, so I just and it's kind of it's kind of like it's it's almost it's a little bizarre if you really think about it because people now we're in a climate where everybody's triggered by by <laughs> yeah. anything. Somebody could be like, "I'm having a nice day," and somebody will be like, "Well, what? some of us are not having a nice day, <laughs> so I don't think you should post about you." <laughs> Having a nice day. So, what's nice about it? What's nice about your day? DC? I had a horrible day, but thanks. Like it's getting to it's getting right. to that point. So I 100% agree with you. Like about um, yeah, just whatever mood people are in, that's what they're posting or captioning or tweeting or whatever. And then they may be in a completely different mood the next tweet. Or whatever, but I think we have we struggle with just scrolling. <laughs> we should, yeah, yeah. We struggle with just like scrolling past. Like we can't. Something about us not being able to scroll. Like you don't <laughs> have to respond to. Like I feel like scrolling is a skill. It's a skill. Make it a habit. You don't have to uh, respond or to everything you're triggered by. Just like you just said a minute ago, like you scrolled past stuff and be like, well, what, what is that about? Or it makes you feel some kind of way. And you were just like, I'm just not gonna 
I'm just gonna keep engage. I did like what did they say? Don't engage the trolls. We're not just calling anybody a troll, but it's like right. that map, that proverb, essentially that internet proverb does yes. apply. It's like don't whether they're trolls or not, you don't have to engage in everything. And again, this was all spurred by like we were talking for a second, guys, about just self-care and how important that is, and how that's something that's important also to CC that you'll see in her account. Um, on Instagram and whatnot, and just taking care of yourself. Part of that is that you don't I have think to I respond. totally got us off topic, and I'm sorry. Oh, no, I don't think so. No, no, I don't think so. No, 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 no. I, I, no, I think it's what you choose to engage in, what you choose not to engage yeah. in for your own self-care and your own peace. Um, this could yeah. be applied to um, Instagram, Twitter, yeah. CNN, some drama going on in the parking lot, depending on what, depending on what it is, depending, you know, just, yeah. Um, Cause I'm not trying to give anybody any type of necessarily hard and fast rule. Cause I don't think I have that. <laughs> uh, I don't think I can give that to anybody, but just, um, so is that your blood pressure is not going up. I'm trying to right. also now, you know, we're so high up now. I'm just hoping I'm distilling it guys. We just hope that your blood pressure stays even. Yes, keep your blood pressure low. <laughs> Maybe drink that'll water, help. Right, drink your water, stay hydrated. I look like if you see, there it is. <laughs> like <if you> <laughs> I got my water. Yes, if you see something online that triggers you, before you get ready to type, just take a breath, like breathe, like don't do anything for 10 seconds and it will pass. Yes. Don't get into, you have to have a health, which going back to our conversation about self-care, you have to have a healthy relationship with social media because it is very, very, very consuming. Yes. I would tell anybody to create more than they consume, like, because you, you, you spiral. And my cousin, um, Lenore, she's a, um, a writer. I love her. Mm. And she said, um, she said something really like, it just hit me a long time ago. She was like, if you think about it, when you're online, say you're a person that's doing like 10, 14 hours online a day, right? You're just scrolling. <sighs> you're literally taking in everyone's everything. So yeah. everyone's anxiety, everyone's depression, everyone's rage, everyone's speeches, everyone's thoughts. You're literally, you think that you're not, but you're actually taking in all of that for hours and hours and hours. Cause I even asked a question a very long time ago in my story. And I asked, why do people still feel unhappy when they're like, why are people unhappy when they're online? Why yeah. are people, why do you not have a sense of joy of, you know, like a breath of fresh air because online is not a breath of fresh air. It causes yeah. like, if you're consuming it all the time and in not a healthy way, you start to compare yourself. You start to feel other people's rage. You start to feel other people's sadness. And that's why I always say consume, consume less. <laughs> Cons <laughs> there's consume say less, less and then there's consume less. I like that. Yes. Say less I, and consume less. <laughs> yes. Um, it, 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 to me, it's telepathy. But I don't think we realize that. Mm -hmm. to, your, to your cousin's point about how you're consuming and uh, absorbing everybody's absorbing. feelings yep. and thoughts about everything. Yep. It's, I mean, it's Twitter. It's Instagram. It's, it's people's thoughts and opinions. Right. And it's, I think it's, 
it's in a sense it's telepathy that you can only you can only turn it off if you turn it off if you turn it off exactly otherwise yeah. it's just everyone i mean i can't wait to tell you what i think <laughs> right. you know and and i'm hoping yeah. i'm putting out something positive you know so and that's just that end of the spectrum um right. you know i think there are fewer people trying to put out toxicity or i like to think that sometimes but and then you have the people who they're just confused they're just having a bad day they're just trying to get through it and they process it by doing mm -hmm. things and you've got it sometimes they shouldn't be putting their business online but it's yeah. like it's it feels like you know you're charles xavier yes you know, you're just you just you're hearing what hearing and reading what everybody thinks and then if you're yeah. not careful you think is what you think or it's what you you believe can you yeah. can you shout out even just one what was one thing or person that helped you so that you're not taking on too much you're just mm -hmm. scrolling that's all you're doing right so the person that if i if if we're just talking about in the digital space the mm -hmm. person that inspired me to consume less was my leak m-y-l-e-i-k she is the yes she is the um founder and president of curlbox and she years ago actually that's where i took on the idea of you know just create more content give more um and consume less it came from her okay and i the minute i started like trying to trying my best to um you know, give encouragement and positivity and talk about self-care and stuff. I still, even with that, I even now I don't do it like I used to. Like it used to be like an all day thing, but I had to take a step back from myself because I noticed like that shift happening on Instagram and social media where it can spiral you into a dark place if you're not careful. So it was really, if I had to shout somebody out like, um, in the digital space, it would be her. Guys, check her out. I hadn't heard of her before. I'll have to take a look. She's and you amazing. Said She's so amazing. Like she, she talks a lot about like she does talk about self care, um, but she talks a lot about um, fine, you know, managing your finances, being an entrepreneur, especially. Mm -hmm. For, um, black women and she's just really amazing like she's so inspiring and that's where when she went on she did a um it wasn't a live it was like a, she posted to her IGTV um okay. a while long 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 time ago and she talked about consuming less and I was like that's it <laughs> <laughs> that's okay it. So, yeah that's where I had to like fall completely back and it's and I have a healthy relationship with social media now I only post when I feel inspired to like I literally I was at a Japanese restaurant yesterday and I posted the food in my story like it's just whenever whenever I feel inspired oh yeah I did see that I was like yeah. dang <laughs> Woo! yeah I like to eat and she eat good yes, those yes. stories were you you don't have a um a food highlight do you do I have a no, I usually, so okay. I have like a peace highlight. There's a peace yeah, highlight, that's right. tranquility yeah. highlight. And I typically post those kind of videos, mm -hmm. like, cause dining out, you know, gives me peace. I love yeah. dining out. It's, me I too. find joy in it. 
So I'll usually post it there, but I don't know. Cool. That's a good idea. Maybe I will create like a food um, highlight. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Cool. Okay. And you know what? Let's talk about, um, you were talking about consume less and mm -hmm. my leak and creating. Let's get into that. Let's talk about art and then let's go into your business real okay. quick. Can you gush about art for just a second? Just talk, so, what do you love about it? And then talk about your business. Business so, is. Yeah. So a couple of weeks ago, my cousin and I went to see Bisa Butler at um, the Art Institute here in Chicago. I'm not and familiar with them. Hmm? I'm not familiar with Bisa Butler. Bisa Butler, yes. She's an African-American woman and okay. she makes, um, quilts they are the most okay. beautiful quilts oh i, I did ever... see that on your i'm sorry for yes. my bad i did see that on your story okay yes yeah. yes and it's all about the black experience yeah, yeah. black history black um culture, culture. Yeah. but it's like these colors like she it's almost like she's using black history or the colors represent the history and okay. represent the culture. And she is probably right now my favorite um, um, artist. I actually bought some prints um, from the um, shop that was in there so that I can hang them in my studio for um, inspiration. Um, as far as my own personal like art. So I am not a, I would not consider, and I guess this is this is when you have to retrain your brain out of comparison <laughs> yeah. because I don't know how to, what people would consider draw, right? Okay, <laughs> so like, sure. You know, whatever, however people define artists, like, you know, realism or whatever that is. So I consider myself like a little doodle artist, but I had to get confident with that. <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's my, um, you know, I would doodle everywhere, notebooks. And now I just take what I doodle and I'm putting them on things for my business. And so I had to get confident in myself. I'm like, no, I'm not this kind of artist, but I'm this kind of artist because I do consider myself to be um, creative. Like I, I obviously can't, you know, paint a mural you know, somewhere in, under a Vidoc in Chicago, but mm. my doodles are mine. And so I think that's like some of the advice that I've tried to give online, like to people like, like embrace that thing that is uniquely you. Like yeah. I know people think this stuff is cliche, but it's like the most simplest and cliche ideas are probably the thing that will help you get to a place where you're not feeling bad about yourself. And so I was like, yeah. I'm a doodle artist. I'm cool with being a doodle artist. Like I'm gonna take my doodles and I'm going to put them on everything and I'm going to design <laughs> everything. And that's what I'm doing. And it makes me happy. <laughs> so yeah, like take that Applause. thing that is uniquely you. Don't compare it to any, you know, anybody else and run with it run with it it's that's, yours <laughs> that's i gotta interrupt real quick that's great because just today um i was listening to uh i've mentioned this before um i'm a big fan of superman i love the show smallville and michael rosenbaum's lex luther is one of my favorites and that actor has a podcast called inside of you with michael rosenbaum and he talks to his friends in the industry 
in the entertainment industry. And it's also a deeply introspective podcast. It's not just, oh, I'm famous. Oh, you're famous? We're both famous. It's not, it's not that kind of a podcast. They do talk about rich experiences, good, badly, ugly of being in Hollywood or trying to make it. But they'll get introspective about family, about anxiety, about mm-hmm. uh, comparison, uh, 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 comparing themselves. And today, Michael, or in this episode I just listened to, Michael was talking to the director, Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, he did the movies Clerks, Mallrats. I love Clerks so much. I haven't seen it. I need to see it. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> you have not seen Clerks. <laughs> I have not seen. I've seen the image. Wait, okay. Did he do, he did, you said Clerks. He did Office mm. Space too, right? I think he did do Office Space, unless that was Edgar Right. Oh, okay. I could hear. I got the <laughs> phone right here. I'll go ahead and look it up really quick. Office Space. That was directed by Mike Judge. Oh, okay. No, that's someone else. Okay. Okay. Office Space. Yeah, that's that's someone else. Um, I still, still watch Office Space, but oh my god, okay. please watch Clerks. <laughs> Funniest thing ever! Like, <laughs> are there there are two of them, right? Um, I, if there are, I don't know. I only saw the first one. Okay, for some yeah. reason, I'm thinking that there are two. Um, but yeah, Kevin's the, and they were talking about how um, well, everything you just said, owning your own space, because mm-hmm. Kevin Smith talked about like you know he really admires Christopher Nolan, right? And he was mm-hmm. like, if I did Tenet, what is it? I'd film it regular. And then I just re- reverse it in the edit because I'm lazy or whatever. And that's, that's just what I do because that's cheap. That's what I do. But Christopher Nolan's on a whole nother level. He's like, no, we're going to literally block this out like it's in reverse as much as we can. And we'll do whatever editing things we need to. But you're, we're going to train you to walk backwards and make it look natural. We're not going <laughs> to rewind it. We're we're gonna we'll we'll do trickery to make the smoke look like it's in reverse. And the whole point of that was Kevin Smith was like, he's not some of this I have to paraphrase, but he was like, he's not some great uh art auteur or something on the level of like Hollywood royalty. Right. In that sense. He's like, let Christopher Nolan do what Christopher Nolan does. Right. He's like, I'm Kevin Smith though. I find ways to downsize the production. So is that I can put my friends in these things because when I wrote the script, I see myself more as a writer, me pretending to be Kevin. He sees himself more as a writer mm-hmm. and he only directs what he wrote because that's just how he works. He's right. it's not ego. It's just, he's like, I don't know how to direct your Marvel movie, you know, but I know how to direct my friends and I know right. because I wrote this as a gift for them because I just saw my buddy so-and-so being this character talking about this thing Mm -hmm. and he said uh basically what you said it took him some time but he began to realize he's good at doing what he does and he doesn't compare himself yeah to, to to other people anymore like if it's not for them it's fine like he talked about how like i mentioned mall rats and i don't think i'd ever even heard of mall rats until uh captain marvel 
because okay. that takes place in the 90s and there's a scene in that movie uh one of stanley's cameos because he's apparently also i believe in mall rats has a cameo in that movie and they recreate a scene or they imagine a scene where stanley is reading kevin smith's script mm-hmm. from mall rats and kevin smith talked about how back when mall rats came out it was his second movie there was no respect for it there was no love they loved clerks right but they hated mall rats right and he they said had, they, had the, they had the clerks expectation probably yeah they had those expectations and instead of going into it with a with a new mindset of this is a new movie a, a different script they wanted that same like clerk most mind. likely it, they project that and so he just talked about how it took 20 years i guess after mall rats Mm-hmm. To, for it to get a reference in a Marvel movie, that's like, that's the gold. Like, everyone's like, do you want to do a Marvel movie? Do you want to do it? Like, that's, you can watch the most art house movie ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, an interview. And, and before the interview's over, they're going to ask, okay, so this great art house thing, this great original thing, are you going to do a Marvel movie? Because that's just a part of the zeitgeist. And he just, talked, yep. Kevin talked about how, oh, suddenly there's, it, it took a while, but there's love for mall rats. And he said he remembered a time where he was like embarrassed of them, or maybe not embarrassed, but like he felt depressed about it because people didn't love it. They didn't right. love what he, it, it was his baby. It was his thing. And so, sorry, that's my long winded. There you go. That one moment and for things to shift where like, he's like, now people are telling him, no, I have mall rats on Blu-ray. It's a, it's a classic. What are you talking about? And he's like, where were you in the nineties? Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, depending on who they were, maybe they weren't his age. Maybe they were too young, you know, whatever. Right. But he was like, it's so important to be who you are. Um, and so I'm sorry, I got rambly. Let's make this back about you. I love that oh, you're- you know, we're ramblers. This is what <laughs> this is what we are, Josiah. Just leave it alone, okay? Like, so is, I gotta embrace that. You gotta me. embrace it. Embrace the rambling. <laughs> embrace the rambling. Where did your you you so you do a lot of things, right? Or is it exclusively doodles and prints? Because you've got a lot going on in your stories. I've been loving watching the construction of your office, your mm-hmm. office space, <laughs> uh, and your Ikea trips and everything. Mm-hmm. Can you talk, what, what is the name uh, of your business and my what are business, all the things that you do? So my business is the, you know, I'm a, I'm a Christian. Um, mm-hmm. We've talked about this. Likewise, yep. Um, so my business is called The Faithful Box. And cool. it is a uh, company where I'll be hand making and curating goods for people who um, want to get closer to Jesus, who want to enrich their faith. And um, yes, yeah, just like this glory, you know, glory to God company is what I um, cool. call it. And it is, yeah. um, it's also, um, I'll be doing subscription boxes as well. So I'll be like, you know, contacting vendors, like different um, faith-based companies to mm-hmm. include in the subscription box. I was going to do every month, but now okay. it's just, it's just me. <laughs> so, oh, right. So I- handle every month so it'll probably be quarterly um just to start and then once my company grows then i will uh you know move to 
um, monthly, but that is my main focus right now. I am okay. writing a book too. Um, I've been trying to write a book for like a thousand years. So I got like 15 pages and that's progress. And I'm yes. going to, and I'm celebrating those 15. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I'm celebrating those those 15 pages, but my my 100% focus right now is the company. I am making things, everything is going to be handmade. So there will be um, you know, beauty products that I'll be making by hand. There there will be candles, I'm doing the prints, the art prints. Um, I'm doing I'm writing devotionals for it. Um, just, I'm literally looking around my studio now, like it's, it's just going to be everything, but it's under the guise of, uh, just helping other people who want to be encouraged in, um, you know, in their faith. And that's not going to be my target, like, uh, you know, target customer base. Yeah. So, yeah. Target yeah. audience. Yep. And I'm, I'm proud of it. I speak about it proudly. Like yep. I, you know, I kind of kept it to myself for a long, long time, but I'm happy with it. It's happening. I hope to launch it. I would like to launch it on my birthday because my birthday is in 13 days and I would hey. like to launch it on my birthday. Happy early birthday. Huh? Happy early birthday and happy birth. By the time this comes out, your birthday would have, you would have celebrated it. So that's yes. a, that's a great. Happy early birthday though. Yes. And so I'll you'll um, reach your goal. I, yeah, you'll do it. I believe it. I, I hope so. I mean, if it, you know what, if I don't launch it on my birthday, it'll be like at the end of May, but it's okay. happening and I'm excited about it. And yeah, that's, that's my, that's my thing right now. And yeah, so I just, and I actually posted this in my story too, because over like the six or seven years I was bookstagramming, I constantly, I mean, it was all day, got DMs about content creation. So when oh. you see like the trips to Ikea and the food and all of that stuff, yeah. I am telling people the same thing that I've been telling people for years. Everything is content. Like if you, right. <laughs> whatever you're doing is content. You could be walking to a coffee shop. You could just be going for a walk. You could be cooking something in the kitchen. You could have gotten some new slippers. Everything is content. Like if you're, if that's something that you care about and that you're trying to figure out what kind of content can I create? Anything is content. It just depends on how personal you want to get with it. Yeah. I don't talk about my personal life online. I just want people to see the things that I'm doing. Um, it could be something as simple as, you know, you're pouring a glass of water. If you set that up correctly, that can be content. So anything can be content. So that's how you can have fun with social media and not make it such a, you know, stressor. <laughs> I've heard that like from people like, I don't know if you're familiar with Gary V. Um, there are people who, who have said that like anything's content guys or, or a anything. document. He, mm -hmm. uh, Gary V is somebody, he's an entrepreneur out of New York. Very creative guy. I don't, I don't remember if he sees himself that way. He's a very uh, aspirational guy. He's, okay. uh, he cusses like a sailor, but that's just <laughs> his, that's just his realness. And a, a lot of people uh, our age and younger Mm -hmm. really appreciate that he just kind of cuts through everything cuts through, yeah. that's my link my like okay if, okay if anybody's listening and they follow decide to follow her that's her she's a she's a straight chaser like there's no okay she's, she's not trying to protect your feelings she's trying to like get you healthy and get you happy and so her content is like that way she's just a, yeah there's no he's there's the no same sweat. way 
He's the same way because he's Mm -hmm. like, he kind of became, uh, he talks about how he kind of became maybe an accidental or something um, motivational speaker. Because he's like, I'm not really, he's like, he's not really trying to motivate you. He's not not trying to. Right. He's just trying to give you practical steps to get your business off the ground. Mm-hmm. And part of that, he was like, guys, just document. You don't have, because sometimes creation takes too long, depending on whatever thing it is you're trying to do. But if yep. you take selfies, if you photograph yourself going to Ikea or mm-hmm. taking a meeting at the Japanese restaurant or meeting the vendors or mm-hmm. or measuring out the office space and yep. chatting about it on Instagram, on YouTube or whatever, people will follow that. They sure people will. will. Like, it doesn't have to be over, like, like, and over in the sense of like, oh, the business has been erected. The building has an ad. You don't have to wait until then. You know, you don't have to sit on it forever if you don't want right. to. You can, you can create by sharing freely and documenting. Yeah. So I love what you're saying. And I think too, like Instagram, I I would love to see Instagram go back to kind of being casual. It's not really casual. It's uh, Instagram is a very, very, very highly curated. Everything is highly curated because it's like an advertising app now. Yeah. So the people that are making the most dollars are at the top of the food chain, right? And so everybody else's content kind of gets lost. I would like to see like Instagram go back to like the mundane. And yeah. I think you like um, people think that because of that, because of this kind of um, uh, perfectionist gaze that we yeah. have through Instagram, um, it kind of has made people feel like mon- is mundanity a word? Like the mundane, just the very yeah. normal, yeah. regular, everyday. We think that that's not worthy. Like we think that that's not yeah. worthy of content. I literally have videos of me and hundreds of other people have it too. Like I will pour a glass of juice or <laughs> coffee or <laughs> whatever i'll switch something on my desk i'll light a candle like mundane things can be content and instagram has caused people to feel like everyday normal things is just not worthy of even sharing it and i'm like people love that because there's more regular people than right than business owners and influencers business owners and instagram models and yeah influencers or whatever the case may be like there's more normal people people want to see you doing normal things because it brings it it creates a feeling of comfort and calm and um it makes them think about something that they have in their own home or something that they do themselves and i would love to see like instagram go back to that. that's why i post like random stuff like i'll do yeah. an unboxing of anything I bought a shower yeah. curtain and I did an unboxing <laughs> of my shower curtain. Like, <laughs> oh, I missed that one. That's hilarious. But mm-hmm. that's no, but that's real. It's just you know, just went shopping today. Needed, needed a new shower curtain, guys. Or like, or you made me uh, think about um, back when Twitter first launched, and people didn't get it, and it was like just made a sandwich. You know, yeah, just and took people, a crap. And remember, <laughs> right, right, exactly. But remember, 
people used to make fun of that. Nobody exactly. wants to know about you opening a Coke. And now all <laughs> of us like are looking, I'm looking for the person that's trying to open the Coke on their story. Like yeah. I want to see that stuff. I don't want to see like, or like that shots influencers all down you know airbrushed filtered everything yeah 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 i don't want to see that i want to see regular stuff oh you're going to the grocery store do do unbag that girl those groceries let me let me see what kind of groceries you have like that's that's the kind of content that i like so that's the kind of content that i try to post on my own story i was like well i'm decorating my studio let me show them stuff that I'm getting from my studio. You yeah. know, maybe this will inspire somebody to want to do their own or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's why I like um, a past guest of mine, Kat. Um, that's one of the reasons I like her Instagram because she, uh, I mean, you know, she lists all the things she's about. You know, she's a, she's a mom. She's an adventure seeker. She's a um, physicist. Um, she's a tutor uh, or a tutor. And her, she posts to the grid, sure, but she lives for the story. And she just, I don't know, she's got the energy and the savvy. Mm -hmm. She is just posting stories of her day, start to finish, mm -hmm. pretty much every day. She takes healthy breaks. She spends time with her, her son or boyfriend, sister, you know. But I'm like, wow, her life is so interesting. She's like, mm -hmm. you after a while, like, you know what coffee shop she's frequenting or, or she'll recommend it to you or she'll talk about the, the um, Young Physicist Society. Mm -hmm. um, sorry if I got that wrong, Kat. I know that it's got a, a more sophisticated name uh, <laughs> than that, but like, you know, she's starting a society at, in college and she's going for a degree and it's ever she's you know guys i'm perfecting my handstand <laughs> you know yeah see that i love that dancing i love you know. that <laughs> you know her her coffee and her plants and her her two cats you know and just just um you're making me think of just that that everyday yeah stuff because like you said there are more regular people than there are high profile influencers maybe right. that's an air quotes and there no one's perfect it has this polished superstar right. life i myself you know realize like dang you know i mean i love posting about books or or whatever i don't post a lot of selfies or things like that or where i'm going but yeah, I'm, like, I'm not a selfie person either i never have been and people asked me for years they were like are you ever gonna <laughs> like i got a dm one time this was like when i first started bookstagram it well i don't want to say it was for it may i may have been two years in okay somebody was like, well you know if you show your face it might make people feel you know a bit more comfortable and i'm like see that's that that's that like when we're over the boundary line online because yeah like, yeah i don't i didn't feel like i needed to show my face like i'm just not a selfie person in general mm -hmm. i don't take selfies in real life like i just don't that's not really Same. My yeah yeah, that's not really my thing. And so I was like, I'm posting about books. I want to post about coffee. I want to do these kind of artsy flat lays. And that was, you know, my whole thing. So I just embraced it. That's good. Yeah, yeah that unsolicited, like, sure, I could see that. But also, like, it's like when it's just this random, like, yeah, because like, I mean, I mean, it didn't even sound like you were asking, like, hmm, how can I make my IG blow up? It sounds like it just kind of came out of... Right. Just kind of, well, maybe if you right. showed your face or something like that, it was like, wait, where'd this come from? Right. Like, what? I'm yeah, posting I, a know, coffee reel right, right now. Chill. 
<laughs> or whatever you were doing. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I was, you know, I tried to respond with some grace. So I was just like, you know, thank you for the advice. My, you know, page is not for that. And uh, yeah, I will. I mean, I eventually posted, I eventually posted myself, you know, okay. there's a picture of me somewhere down my timeline, but mm. it just, I even cringed at that. Like, I'm just like, that's not really my thing. But thank you, you know, I'll keep it in mind. So everything, this is, would what you do be considered crafts or crafty? Yeah. Yeah, it, it can they, be, I guess like, that's if cool. you're like, yeah, that's crafting. Um, so yeah, it, you could say it's a craft business. I mean, cause I'm doing, I'm doing everything by hand. So yes, wow. yeah, so that's- were you, were you always doodling, like growing up or anything? Or were, were you, okay. I have- Arts and crafts was life? It was life. Nice. <laughs> I have notebooks and notebooks and notebooks of just little things that I used to, doodle and it's so crazy because I'm like I'm just now in my adult years thinking hmm I could probably do something with these little these little doodles and that's that's how that came about yeah just embrace embracing that thing that is uniquely me and being confident in that thing is what I is that's yeah that's how that <laughs> that's fantastic um, and so important. What what are the materials? Part of me feels like, am I overthinking? She said doodling, but it, it might also be because I'm just I'm thinking of all your stories. Mm -hmm. So I might so I might be adding more. So if I am, my bad. What are the material? What are the materials that you love working in when you're when you're making things or what kind of things you make? You you've been oh. talking about doodling a lot. Can you oh, go it's, through? it's on my iPad for sure now. Um, okay. <clears throat> back when I was younger, it was obvious in digital art too, right? Digital, yes, yeah, digital art. Like I do everything that I make. So any any stickers that I'm designing, bookmarks, prints, anything that I'm doing like that, it goes, I do it in my iPad. So I'm not doing like much, I'm not doing much pen to paper anymore. Okay. Because I have to, um, like um, this morning, I did some designs for my apparel. And so I just, I do it on my iPad because I have to upload it to the print company. So I'm just mm. not doing much pen to paper, although that is probably a little bit more relaxing, but I do more like digital art now. Nice, okay. Yeah. How did you, how did, was the transition from uh, the more tactile, was it easy going to digital or was it a challenge at all? You know what? I didn't find it to be a challenge because oh, it was good. still all things coming from my imagination. Okay. So for me, whether it was, you know, if it was on paper, just doing it in the on the iPad is still coming from mm -hmm. up here. And it and it would look like on the iPad what it mm -hmm. would look like on a piece of paper. So it wasn't, there was no, I didn't feel any like um you know, there was no like, ooh, like going from one uh, medium to the next, one medium to another. Now, when I journal, 
I know people have started using the iPad to journal. I don't know. Oh, that. I didn't know that. That's that's pen to paper. <laughs> so, yeah, me too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Journaling, when I'm journaling and I'm writing down like my thoughts or my prayers or whatever the case may be, that is, um, yeah, that's always pen to paper. I can't imagine like, and it's okay if people do it, but I just can't okay. see myself like digitally typing out my thoughts. I like that. I like the sound of the pen. Yeah. I like the way it feels. I like the the process of just writing it out and scratching something out and then writing yeah. it. So yeah, I still journal pen to paper. That's cool. And I asked that because I'm thinking about when I went to a uh, community college and I, was it a class? No, I think it was uh, the magazine club I was in. And I tried my hand at, it was either Photoshop or Illustrator. I can't re remember. All I know is I sucked at it. <laughs> I can, I was like, what? Like, what? Why can't I just use pen and paper? Why do I have to figure out math in in hold and click and drag and I'm like, guys, I can't. I I can't. I don't. So that was. So I was thinking about that um, yeah. when you're talking about the digital art because I was like, man, I could. I don't know if I could do that. And that you know that's okay. Everything yeah, is I not for procreate, me. Because Procreate is kind of like, uh, so I have on my iPad, I have a covering, like it's a okay. paper, paper, it feels like paper when you're writing okay. on it. So I have uh, that, but that's what I use mostly is Procreate. I don't know how to use Photoshop at all. Okay. <laughs> the, yeah, I just, I never, I don't feel like that's something that I need to take the time to learn. So, and well, at least not at this juncture. Sure. I don't, but no. I, Procreate is what I use to create most of my designs. That's cool. Um, what inspired you to go into business for yourself? Because everybody isn't going to do that. Yeah. So I'm about to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to, to, to. I hope your people take this in. Okay. If you know in your mind, in your heart, whatever that you are not built for a nine to five <laughs> take every creative gift you have and do it the minute i admitted to myself that i was not built for a nine to five it was like the gates just opened up um now here's the thing because I want to be clear. <laughs> Crystal clear. Crystal Go for clear. It. Because I don't want it to sound like I am bashing corporate jobs. I am not bashing corporate jobs. I am not bashing nine to five jobs, especially now during this. Right. Pandemic, yeah. Yeah. When the whole work system changed, um, people have to do what they have to do to eat. They have to do what they have to do to support their families. Right. Pay the bills, but, handle business. Exactly. But if you are in an office and it is causing your system unrest, if you are in a nine to five job and you are feeling uh, uh, depressed every day going in, you're crying before work, you, you know, you're in a toxic work environment, 
if that is your bread and butter, meaning that's the that is your financial stability, then you work on all the creative things that you want to work on, whatever part of your salary you can take and throw it into your creativity until you can build your own thing and quit. <laughs> and I know that that's like a controversial opinion, but coming from a person that worked in multiple toxic environments. Okay. I was the person that cried before work. I was the person that um, just felt uh, unhappy and empty. And so I started to save my money. I started to pay attention to how to financially budget. Um, I have other sources of income. And so I saved so that I cannot have to work a nine to five job sitting at a desk and I take you know, a bit of my finances every month and I throw it all into my business. And so this now I am happy. Um, I can't wait to get it up and running and do it, do it full time because this is me. I'm a creative. I've always been a creative and I just am throwing everything into that. So if you are a person that is unhappy with where you are, then if you if you're a person that just can't quit on the spot, because some people can quit on the spot and some right. people can't. So if you're a person that can quit on the spot, I say do it. If you're a person and you're in a situation where you cannot quit on the spot, take a portion of your check and and put it into your dreams, whatever that is, so that you can work towards getting out of there and focusing on the thing that you really want to do. Most of the time we're unhappy in a, in a work situation because we're not doing the thing that we want to actually do. Yeah. And so I would say, if you can do it, do it. If you have to make a plan to do it, make the plan. But yeah, I don't even remember what the question was. <laughs> uh, no, uh, it was what inspired you to go into business for yourself. Yeah, that's, and that's, <laughs> that's right. And so the answer yeah. The short answer to that is that I'm a creative and I realized I was a creative and that the work, the work corporate in the nine to five. Yeah. Yeah. It just did not work for me. And so that's why I went into business for myself. Wow. And so, and so you don't, wait a minute, let me, I want to make sure I heard you right. So you're working toward full time. Do you still have a nine to five of some sort now? And then you're okay. Oh, no. oh. <laughs> I I'm am glad very, I checked. Um, I will <laughs> say I am um, very, I'm blessed financially. Good. Okay. I'll say that. And I know, and right. I know that's, that's a privilege because everybody doesn't have that. And I, right. and I was fortunate enough to, I'm fortunate enough to have that. That's great. Okay. Mm -hmm. And got, and yeah, we understand that, especially to your point earlier, um, have we been going through the pandemic and essential workers and just yep. everyone's trying to handle their business Yep. And everyone's situation uh, is very unique. So I think yep. that's great that you have your own unique situation. Because yep. um, no one, whoever's going through the worst of it, pandemic or not, you wouldn't wish that on anybody. Yes. Anyway, you're, work, you're pouring all your energy and your finances and your budgeting and, and your creative powers mm -hmm. into that. I think that's great. When did... When did you start going into business for yourself? I started working, I think I got the idea two years ago. Um, I'm, yeah, it was two years ago. Um, I'm just a bit of a slow mover. 
because I want your own pace. Yeah, I'm going in my own pace and I'm I'm a little bit meticulous about stuff. And so I want everything to be a certain way before I launch. Like I want to have a good amount of goods and inventory. The mm-hmm. website I need to be, it needs to be laid out a certain way. I'm doing that myself. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just want to make sure that everything I, you know, I still need to get like, um, I have a lot of packaging supplies, but I need to get more, not packaging supplies, shipping supplies. Mm-hmm. So um, that's something that I'm waiting for. So it's just, I'm making sure everything is in order because I, my personality, I don't work well in like- In chaos. In, yeah, it's just, it, I just, I can't and I will- And do it. Have you, ever, have you ever been like, so like you had a million things to do and then you got overwhelmed, but you were so overwhelmed that you ended up doing nothing. Yep. <laughs> Have you ever had that experience? <laughs> I've experienced it. I've experienced it at work when there's, you know, they, it feels like 30 things were thrown at me over the walkie on set. Right. And, and I just, I just stand there and I right. just kind of look around my surroundings trying to figure out what can I do first? Right. Who can I rein in to help me? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, so that's basically me. Like if I get overwhelmed, I end up doing nothing. So I have to, so because I'm running my business and I want my business to be full time, I'm being meticulous about every little thing. Like I want it to flow. So when the orders start coming in, I want to grab this, grab this, grab this, boom, off to the post office. Like I need it to be streamlined, like all the way through. So it's just, I'm just slow moving with it right now. What got you to wanting to do a subscription box? Because that's tight. There's so many different subscription boxes for so many different things. It's such a nerdy thing. I love getting mail. I love getting stuff from Amazon, mm-hmm. books, notebooks, my varsity, uh, ink pens, whatever. Where'd that right. come from? Where'd that come from, CC? So, so I'm like, so I'm like you, I I love the unpackaging process. Like I love getting stuff in the mail and just unboxing it. I just like the experience of unpackaging. Like, especially when you have a company that has taken extra care and they put all the little, you know, the little dibs and dabs in the package. And I really love that. So I said, as a part of my business, even outside of the subscription box, I'm going to add something um, extra whether it's something within the packaging or the, you know, the, the shipping uh, uh, materials or whether it's something in the box, I want the unpackaging process to be an experience as well. And so when I decided to add, um, you know, the subscription box, I said to myself, you know, there is no, now I've researched, there are a couple of Christian based subscription boxes. Sure. However, I wanted to do something a little bit more modern, I think. I don't know if that's the right word. Like, I wanted to do something that would also appeal to young Christians. So, you know, teenage Christians or something that would um, encourage them as well. And so I just thought, like... If I create a box that is specifically helping you to enrich your faith and I can connect with different companies Mm -hmm. and have something different every quarter, something that's helping you grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. So that's really where 
the idea about the subscription box um, came from. Just having that every month, every three months or whatever, like that's something that is helping you grow um, in your faith. So yeah, that's what, that's where, that's basically where it came from. That's super cool. I love how you're like, you know, like I'm seeing like confetti in there or something. <laughs> the car, I don't know if that's what you're going to do, but like the car, I'm just thinking of boxes that I've gotten from companies, yeah, this, it'll friends be like, or whatever. Some devotional that I wrote or, you know, maybe somebody else, a company that I partner with, mm -hmm. um, maybe created some type of devotional. It'll be, you know, maybe scripture cards. It'll be art prints. It'll be, but it'll just be to, you know, for the more modern Christian, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Like, I don't know how to say, I don't, I hope that doesn't sound offensive. Like, I don't know, like for the, the younger demographic of believers, like it'll okay. just be, it's for everybody. It's mm -hmm. going to be for everybody, but just something that will appeal to that group as well. I think that's really cool. It sounds like it, uh, I was thinking that I was like, this sounds like it probably, oh, and of course I'm thinking of probably stuff I've seen on in your stories. Also that spirit of like encouraging people, mm -hmm. encouraging people in their faith, but also, you know, from the self-care discussion mm -hmm. we were talking about online. Yeah. Um, not that you have to be online to experience this. You'll learn about the faithful box online, but it's like, like to make you feel good. Like you also said, like you love the experience of unpackaging mm -hmm. things and why not unpackage artistic prints or you mentioned candles. I'm like, well, she's getting into candles mm -hmm. and you mentioned uh, uh, devotionals or, or perhaps inspirational cards that might appeal or be able to pour into to anybody yeah. from any background. I think right. that sounds like that would be yeah. or will just, be you know, because of you know, a blessing to everyone creative brain it'll have like you know it'll be a little aesthetic <laughs> the box will be aesthetic and the, the aesthetically stuff. pleasing and yeah it'll be eye pleasing it'll be eye candy you know but just for people that want to you know build their faith because i think that's great like especially last year people so yeah. many people lost faith and it just sure yeah it's, it's just trying time so if i can you know implement something that will you know, encourage you in some way. That's what I want to do. That's and then my company too. Um, so I'm going to have, I'm hoping to partner with Lori's Children's Hospital here okay. so that proceeds from any of the sales that will go to, or a percentage will go to Lori's Children's Hospital as well. So my That's business awesome. will be connected to, um, that so but i haven't gotten that far yet i want to have things in order so that i can make like create a pitch deck um so okay. that i can have things in order before i present it um to the hospital and my business is eco-friendly too so uh, yeah i've seen that yeah materials so yeah <laughs> that's awesome what's one challenge that you faced at being a business owner what did, what did it teach you maybe about yourself or about business Mm. I want to I want to say discipline because when you're if you're just doing like the crafting and stuff as like a hobby um it's it's different but if okay. you're doing you know any kind of business where it's going to be like this is it like 
this is going to be my nine to five, so to speak. Um, it, it's, it's up. You got to treat it like I have to treat this like my nine to five. Like I have to treat this like what I want it to be. So I'm getting up. I'm creating things. I'm researching things. I'm reaching out. I'm sending emails. I'm, and that could take a lot of discipline. And you have to push past those days when you're not feeling your best. Because I'm like, if you know, if I fall back, that's, you know, a couple of hours or whatever that I, or a day that I've taken off when I could have been doing something or pouring into my business in some way. So um, it's just about going after the thing that you want and putting all of your eggs into that. Like, and that's, that's what I'm doing. And that, that has taken a lot of discipline for me. Because um, I can't get lazy. <laughs> can't we all? <laughs> I can get I can get lazy very quickly, and so it's it's taught me like discipline. I want to say. Would you say that's would that be some advice or an insight you'd give to anybody getting ready to start their business or who's curious about it? The discipline. Yep. Yep. Don't don't slack. Do not. If if this is your dream, and you're trying to you know, fulfill your dream or you're trying to um, get it to a certain place where it is your foundation, your stability, or, you know, whatever your goal is in your mind about it. I would say, um, yeah, di discipline is a, a huge one because it means that you're going to have to push past your emotions to get where you want to go. That's great. Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah, if, we can all... that makes sense. Like when I say push past your emotions, like you may be going they're fleeting, right? They're fleeting. Exactly. So take, take whatever you're feeling and just say, you know what? I want this. This is what I want to do and throw yourself into that. That's great. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because emotions are fleeting. You might feel like it today. Uh, you won't tomorrow. Yep. Um, distractions can come from a million different directions and you get lost on Netflix, you get lost on Instagram. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and then your thing doesn't, uh, doesn't get done. This is what would you say? I'm sort of leading the witness here, but for some reason I'm thinking about baby steps. I think maybe because they've helped me have baby steps at all helped oh, you as you. Oh, absolutely. I actually posted about that on my story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, oh, those baby steps matter. Actually, those baby steps matter probably more than the 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 big thing. Like celebrate those too. Like I the other day sat and finally did my application for trademark, and I just okay. like that that matters. Like every little thing matters. Like the baby steps are what is going to. Um, so I was reading this thing online and they were talking about goals and they okay. said that you have to apply your goals in terms of who you are as a person. So what is your personality? What is your character? Because people set big goals and they may not be able to just reach those goals the way they think they should. And then it looks like failure, but it's really not failure. So take, for example, like somebody that wants to start getting up at 7 a.m. or 5 a.m. in the morning. And they typically don't get up at 5 a.m. in the morning. Like, that's the goal. I want to start getting up at 5 a.m. in the morning. But typically, they've gotten up at noon 
or <laughs> one or whatever the case may be. So just saying, I want to start consistently getting up at 5 a.m. That may not work for you because your body has adjusted itself to getting up in the afternoon. And so when you don't reach that goal, it may look like failure, but that's where the baby steps come in. Say, okay, tomorrow and Tuesday, I'll get up at 5 a.m. And then the next week I'll do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then the week after that, I'll do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and work your way up to it. You know, work your way up to the thing that you're trying to reach instead of just throwing all of your eggs in one basket at one time, because that's how we get overwhelmed. So take the, take those baby steps. Those baby steps matter. Like I celebrate them <laughs> daily. Yeah. Yeah. Now I remember uh, that advice from my dad when I was working on sort of this, I don't, it wasn't quite a movie. It was some type of moving photo album or something I did in movie maker <laughs> years ago. Um, I was stuck in my head about the story and he was like, just start and start. You got your friends, you've got the location, you've got some costume ideas, some theme things, but baby steps. Okay. Or small successes was how he had put it. I remember he used the term small success or small victory and how important it is to celebrate those and how they can, they can propel you. And it's okay. It doesn't have to be award winning or like you said, you don't have right. to call all your eggs in one basket at one time right. to get prestige, <clears throat> to get, it takes time. You know, I mentioned Kevin Smith earlier and he, in that episode, he talked about how like it took, you know, making multi, the first movie really um, did put him on the map, but he got more and more recognition the more he made. Like each movie in a sense was a small victory. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he, he yep. couldn't just stake it all on one thing. Right. And when he made it about the enjoyment and about the baby steps, that's when he seemed to like get more joy out of it. Yeah, that reminds me of like my mom. She was like, we always think that, you know, reaching a certain goal or reaching success means that it's, you know, spotlight and glamor and the big stage. And she was like, your success could be like, you may be behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you may be, you may not be the person that's at the microphone with the spotlight, but you might be the person that's pulling the curtain and yeah. that person's job matters too. And so look at the baby steps like that. Like, yes, you want, you're, you're, you're gunning for the bigger goal, but at the end of the day, you're going to have to crawl <laughs> before yeah. you walk type thing. And so, yeah, your dad saying that that reminds me a lot of her telling me that, like, your your spotlight may not look like what you think it should. Like, just celebrate um, any accomplishment that you have. So, like, when I got my Ikea desk, I was so excited about it because it had been sold out for a year. So Ooh. I was ikea you can build stuff on your own so i got the two drawers but i couldn't get the the tabletop because the tabletop was sold out as well and i was oh, like wow. yeah i was like i'll just wait i'll wait and i waited and waited and then when i finally got the tabletop i just did like a little party dance because i was so excited about it because i needed <laughs> I needed that long space to like work and that's the desk I wanted. So I just waited and yeah, I mean that it doesn't matter to anybody else, but it was like, it might as well have been a million dollars to me. Like, I'm so excited. 
excited about it. So yeah, get excited about those baby steps as much as you're excited about the bigger picture. That's great. I could talk to you forever. I don't know where the time went. I say oh, it all no. the time. It's been great I dialogue. I to you, Josiah. Thank you so much for um, inviting me to... Uh, to do this, this is well, this is yeah. new territory for me because I don't show myself much. But this I, is like this is like an open like door. I love it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I, I really appreciate you uh, being willing and excited, interested to like to talk about your business, talk about social media, to, to talk in general and ramble with me. Yes. Um, before we before we go, let's circle back to books again. Okay. Um, I hope got uh, everyone watching and listening has enjoyed uh, definitely the business, uh, the business talk, the gems about uh, discipline, small victories. CC, that's been that's really good stuff, and it's just really great to just see a little bit of like j just a little bit. You talking about pulling the curtain, right? Just mm -hmm. a little bit behind the curtain <laughs> of what's what's driving you, what's exciting you about, you know, running your own business, putting products out, putting something good into the world. I think mm -hmm. it's really great. And I hope people took some of that wisdom and will apply it. I definitely will. I think you blog as well, right? I, I used to, I used okay. to, yeah, I used to book blog heavy. But then um, I just kind of was like, I was writing more of my book reviews on Goodreads, yeah, um, yeah. which I still do. But Goodreads is kind of like, it's antiquated a little bit. Like it's kind of, yeah. <laughs> uh, that format is like really mm -hmm. old fashioned. But now I'm writing, starting to write my reviews on Storygraph. And Storygraph is owned by, um, I can't pronounce her name. She's Nigerian, but it's amazing. Oh because it's based on mood. So you can actually put- I'm like, a mood reader. I'm a mood reader too. And so that's the format of Storygraph. So when you write a review, you can actually, there's the questionnaire about mood, about character. Um, it's really, it's an app for mood readers. And um, cool. I was like an early bird um, because I was, I signed up for the beta and okay. then I contributed to um, her moving out of beta and just creating like the whole like shebang. And okay. so I love story graphs. So I just kind of closed my um, uh, book blogging website, which used to be the rustic window. Cause that was my name before oh, okay. using my regular name. Uh -huh. And so I just closed that um, website. I still have um, uh, ccv4.com, but there's nothing on it. It's just, gotcha. okay. Yeah, it's just a layout. It has a really nice layout, but there's like no content on it whatsoever. So I don't know what I'm going to do with that. It's just sitting there because once I start, um, I've been working on the faithfulbox.com. Yeah. So that'll be, that's really my focus. And I just, I don't have the time um, or energy to be blogging that. Sure, yeah. To do the business side of things. So yeah, it's just... Not really blog. I guess Goodreads will be my blog and Storygraph. And Storygraph. And, yeah. you, and Storygraph is also an app? It's an app and a website. So you nice. can go to like I'm Storygraph. I think it's it's, it's Storygraph.org. Okay. I'm, um, I'm going to look into it. Yeah. For, for sure. Because I don't use, I mean, I use Goodreads, but I'm, you know, I do like them. But yeah, I'm like, dang, I just, I hope that they'll update the, the format a little bit because I, I like keep. 
I like keeping track, of, you know, of the pages and seeing what some of my buddies right. um, are, are reading, you know, I mean, people that Instagram's more interesting though, you know, and then I hear about Instagram's your story up, graph. Yeah. And, and Instagram, <laughs> I think people are using Instagram for their blog. Now. Exactly. Like, that's the blog, but I just, I'm not, book books are not only my niche now where it used to be. Mm-hmm. So I can't really have Instagram now for me is just a personal, it's a personal space now. Like nice. it's not, it's great. focus is not books. Although I read all the time, but I just, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that that's cool. And th- you got to let me know, unless you don't, no pressure. You got to let me know if you get letterbox because I love their oh, format. Yeah. Their yeah, format. Yeah, about letterbox. Because I was like, it's like Goodreads. For it's like Goodreads and Storygraph. Now that I know about Storygraph right. for movies, and it's like it's it's super updated. They even have a podcast. They have blog posts that run along the bottom because their staff will sometimes be they'll interview on the blog and the podcast the cast and crew of various wow. movies. Really? So it, it's it's like, I mean, Goodreads, for all I know, might do the same thing. I don't know. But like, letter right. is really cool. And it's like, there's a star system. There's like, there's a button for like spoilers. If you're going to review it, but you have spoilers, it's like Darth Vader's face or something. I don't know why, oh, wow. but it works. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, uh, yeah, you told me about Letterboxd. I think it just slipped my mind to sign up for it. But I, 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 to, I love movies. I have a movie recommendation for you. Um, what you what? What you got? I, it's a it's a Korean film. Um, okay. sub, it has subtitles, but mm-hmm. it's amazing. It's on Netflix. I okay. don't know um, if it's anywhere else, but I just watched it the other day, and I literally thought about you. I was like, I gotta tell Josiah about the what. Program. It is brilliant. You said People, say say the title again. It's forgotten. It's called okay. Forgotten. forgotten. So the themes of it um, are like. Um, disassociation um like psychosis um just a trigger warning it, it is okay. like some self-harm um in there but, okay thanks for letting oh me. my god it's so brilliant it's so brilliant and okay. i need you to, like tell me how you feel about it like after you watch it so okay. <laughs> cool okay i will i will i wrote it down in my notebook here and i'll, I'll add it um, you know, it's just, you know, if you don't do letterbox, it's fine. It's just, it's a fun, we're talking about books and journaling and kid, we're guys, if you don't know yet, I'm one of those people I, I enjoy, like, you know, maybe not super in-depth reviews of things, but I, I do enjoy keeping, uh, I guess, logs or archives yeah. of things that I read or watch or whatever. And it's fun when people, uh, connect that way, be it Instagram or a more specific app. What are you, thank you for the movie recommendation. Um, <laughs> what, what's the last thing you read and what are you reading now? If you have time, I know you're super busy. So the last thing I read was um, Dr. The last name, my brain. She's a black, <laughs> oh my God. She's a black therapist. Okay. And she wrote a book about boundaries. This is the book. Set Boundaries, Find Peace, A Guide to Reclaiming Yourself by Nadra Glover Tawab, I think. Yes. I hope I said her last name right. 
I know Ooh. that's why I didn't say it because I'm like, I don't want to <laughs> jack up her last name. I'm sorry, like, if you ever see this. Sorry, but doctor. We hope you, we got your name. This book about boundaries okay. as a person that. Oh, you were talking about this. You, yes. I think you DM'd it or story or both. Yeah. Yes. As a person that suffered immensely from people. Oh. I would Wait, say that last part again. I'm sorry. For, for anybody that is suffering from like people pleasing, like intense people pleasing, because I used to people please to the point where it was like destroying me literally. And um, oh, wow. yeah, so I, again, was very blessed to get myself out of that, um, getting comfortable with saying no, understanding that no is a full sentence. Um <laughs> and making yeah. time for myself and not always putting everyone else before myself and using my so you're a christian too so you know mm -hmm. this we operate you know by the holy spirit and we operate in discernment and knowing when i'm supposed to say yes to something and when i'm supposed to say no to something and taking those things in prayer but i never did that it just just mm -hmm. used to be yes 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 to there. everything yeah, and I wanted, I, you know, I didn't want anybody to not like me. So I Ooh. said yes to everything. That's another podcast. I didn't want people to think that I wasn't a nice person. Yeah. So I would tell anybody that is suffering from that and they can't afford therapy, mm -hmm. this is therapy right here. Because like even at the end of like each chapter, she has action items for you to do. If you suffer from people pleasing, I highly, highly, highly recommend this. So this was the last book I read. This one, um, I just got in the mail. Um, this is the uh, Budgetista. Get, Get good, good with, with money. money. Yep. Um, Tiffany Aliche. See, I'm I'm probably butchering her last name too. I'm so our apologies, our apologies, Tiffany. Our apologies. Um, <laughs> I haven't Tiffany. started this one yet, but I heard so many amazing things about it. So this is actually going to be my next, my next. Nice. One. So these are the ones I finished. You know, I'm book crazy. <laughs> yeah, she, no, she she really is, and it's great. I'm, what you got? Yeah, next? I'm book I'm book crazy. I'm a book nerd. I'm proud of it. I just finished this American, American Wheels. This was so cozy and fun and I just needed something fluffy to read. And this actually has a sequel. I have the sequel on the nice. way. Nice. This one, this one is a brick. So Minjin is one of my favorite authors. This one is Free Food for Millionaires. Um, I highly recommend reading Pachinko by her. Minjin Lee. Okay. Yeah, Minjin Lee. She pimp. Panchico, Pachinko is one of my absolute favorite books. It's like a multi-generational story. So this one is a little thick. I'm about, half, well, I don't want to even say halfway. I'm like on page like 195. So this is how much I have. Like, What is that? Through 400 pages? Yeah. <laughs> um, the Ungrateful Ref Refugee. I finished this one a couple of days ago. Okay. Um, this is a good story. Um. Um, it, it was, I was kind of bored by it, to be honest. I'm sorry to Aww. the author. Um, sorry to the author. The writing was beautiful, but, um, yeah, it was, you know, maybe just waiting still, for you. I still, rec I still recommend it because, you know, we want to That's make good. sure we're reading books by, you know, authors of 
color. So mm -hmm. I would definitely add this one. It wasn't horrible. I just, you know, wasn't, didn't love it. Gotcha. <laughs> um, no, it's fair. One. This book is great. Oh, I heard about, I've Luster. seen this cover. Yes, it's great, but, great. Um, okay. I don't want to. I don't want to say with these because I because once I start talking about books, I feel like it'll be spoilers for people. Like I'm okay, but definitely, please, you guys, add this one to your your TBR list. So this is Trust Exercise by Susan okay. um, Joy. Yeah, I bought this one. Um, you know, because of um, the Asian hate, and I wanted mm -hmm. to kind of add more Asian authors to my library. So I bought this one. Fire. And then um, I've been wanting to read him, Murakami, forever. Oh, I've heard it. I've heard that name. Yeah, this is 1Q84. So it's, it's three books in here. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, I believe it's three books in there. And her. I was named after her. There she go. Yes. Miss Cicely Tyson, just as I am. Like, look Woo! at that cover. Look at now, how gorgeous she is on this cover. I didn't like, even know on. she, I didn't even know she had a bald face. I was like, woo. Look, I mean, look at that. Is that not, that's like. Look at what? that. Goodness gracious. That book is, I'm so glad you, it's, I. when did I read it? Maybe, I think I read it February. I think I happened <laughs> to did? have read it. I oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, I, I think Whoa. I happen to have read it in February. It happened to be Black History Month, yeah. And it was um, Black History Month or not. Her story is powerful. So much I didn't know. Such, like, a, such a strong yet vulnerable woman who learned a yes. lot of lessons and just... Wait, did you read it already? No, I didn't read okay, it. Okay, you're about I'm, to. I'm so excited to start. I'm actually saving this one for, for last. The last? I want to like, savor it. Like, I just want to savor it. <laughs> I was named after her. Funny story. Okay. My dad, um, you know, she used to be married to Miles Davis. I didn't. Whew, there's yeah, some. So, be ready. She's got some tales in there. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. And um, I do know the story with him. Like you already have. Okay, I got it. you. We won't mention it. We'll let people read it. Yeah. But um, great book. He was he was a Miles Davis fan. Your dad. And okay. And, he was married like to her at one point yeah. or another, but him and my mom named me after her. So wow. been, like from the time I was a little girl, I just knew who she was. I've seen all of her wow. movies and everything. So I'm so excited about this. That's so that's my matter. book, my book rant. <laughs> For all of you on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and whatnot who hear this, because you can't see the covers. I hope that... The all of her excitement in the descriptions and the authors and the stories of the books sound appetizing. Um, if you want to see the covers and everything, I will absolutely like spotlight and showcase this section uh, for sure. I'm still working on on the YouTube. Um, I'll make I'll make announcements. It'll be so just you as haven't posted, you haven't posted a video to your YouTube yet. Not yet. OK, not yet. So we're I'm, both doing YouTube then. Oh, we are? I'm doing YouTube too. I did not know I that. just have not, I haven't edited the video yet, but I'm Ooh. going to. I've been Exclusive. YouTube, oh my gosh, forever. But it's just like, if I sit around and wait until I have some $10,000 camera, Right. I'll never do it. So I just started recording a bunch of stuff on my phone. Good. I kind of wrote out like a little script 
for it. And then I'll do the editing and make it all, you know, eye popping and stuff. And then I'll post it. <laughs> what? Josiah's yeah. Voice Podcast exclusive, man. <laughs> CC Ford is working on her. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know that. Yes. That's, that's great. That's actually something I thought about asking. And then I, we went down another thing or whatever. I was mm-hmm. like, I wonder, would YouTube be something that she'd do for the, the business and other ventures? And so, yep. congrats. I'm doing it. That's great. We're I, doing it, Josiah. We're joining we're, the YouTube fam. Air Five for all of you on YouTube. On YouTube, who will? That's great. Yeah, I just I'm working on it, and I'm gonna like do little chunks and things, and just try to make it. You know, that is my, so, my I'm way. So excited! I'm so my excited way. for you. You have a subscriber already. You know this. Thank you. So <laughs> no, so do you. I love that you're. You know, there are other YouTubers I follow who are writers and other things and they do just like you. They just, Mm -hmm. they're like, we're not going to worry about the caliber of the camera. Yep. They, they make themselves the content. They try to make it as pleasing as possible. And they have loyal followers who enjoy the content that they're putting out. So I believe that for you as well. And I love that. That's, that's the style that you're doing. And if upgrades is what you need in the future, I pray that you get them because I, I know you will. And Thank I just, you. the work ethic sounds good. You're just like, let's just do it. Just don't do worry. It. <laughs> you don't have an, an RE Flex or whatever. That'd be crazy if somebody was vlogging on an RE Flex. That's a very, <laughs> as, a, as you know, that's a big deal of a camera. Like, I, anyway, um, <laughs> like I said, I could talk to you for forever. Um, yes, same, 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 same. This is great. I mean, we we might have to do do another one. I, I've done a few guests. That'd be would that I be know. fun? Would this you come back? So, oh my gosh, this is just like so like freeing, and the conversation just flowed, and it was just natural. And I'm so happy. Like I'm just so so happy. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I'm I'm glad I feel the same way. It was just, these things are always just so very free flowing. It's fun to mm-hmm. hear all of you guys' stories, all the stories from all the guests and any advice or life lessons and things that right. come out. I just, um, it also, it always yeah, feels very They're going to happen for you, Josiah. You're so creative. You're so creative and so smart. And yes, and you just, I just love it. I just, I'm so excited for everything that's going to happen to you. I love your, your, your nerd energy is like, it's like my spirit animal. I just love it. <laughs> I love it. You too much. You too much. I love it. No, I, 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 uh, I feel the same way about you as well. I just, I just, just how you go about things on Instagram and just, you know, the, the questions and the Q and A's you put out. Um, I've seen, you know, your, your business page and just, you just trying to march to the beat of your own drum and put, like I said, put something good out, (laughs) but don't, no, but don't we all right. And just you trying to, like I said, put something good out into the world. And like you said earlier, follow your own, you know, I love how you were like, I'm creative, you know, I, I own that I do doodles and it's okay. Mm-hmm. And now your mind is just exploding with ideas and note cards and devotionals and candles yep. and bookmark and and I don't even know if we got into everything that you're gonna do, but um, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> I be- I believe I'm that. So it's, excited! I'm just so excited about it. I'm really I'm glad, and I can feel. That. I hope you guys who are watching and listening feel the excitement. I hope that uh, the faithful box is uh, something that all of you would be interested in getting into. Um, that leads me to 
where can people follow you, Cece? I'm going to put it all in the blog, of course. Okay. But yeah. Um, if you guys just want to follow my personal Instagram, that's CCV Ford, C-I-C-I, did I say that right? See, see my brain gets <laughs> foggy. C-I-C-I-V Ford, F-O-R-D, like the car, um, on Instagram. Um, I talk about books and encouragement and self-care and dining out and just about everything, cozy, coffee, warm um yeah hopefully positive corner positive energy for you guys um if you want to follow my business account it's a baby right now it's the faithful box um yeah youtube is just my name um i haven't posted anything there yet so there's no like link to it i have to post i think you have to post something first to create that youtube link um right i think yeah i think you're right i'm also doing my own research um i think you if you're also talking about the customized link right the url i think you need also a hundred subscribers yes i think well i also have to do my own youtube research as well but that sounds right uh, i think yeah. we did something like that for adaptivities I think after it got a hundred subscribers or something like that, it had the, customized had the custom URL. URL. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but so we're on our way, huh? I said, but we're on our way to get our yes, own customizable. We're, on, we're on our way. So if you guys follow me on YouTube, you can follow. It's just my name, CCV Ford. Um, yeah, I think I think that's pretty much it because I don't have a Twitter. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and the faithfulbox.com will be launching sometime in May. So you guys can go there and purchase. Um, even if you yourself are not, you know, a believer, maybe you know some believers in your life and you can get gifts for them um, that will, you know, cater to their uh, faith. Um, and if you guys want to email me, my email is always open. It's contact at ccvford dot com. Um, that's it, I think. Nice. Yes. Yeah. And guys, I'm going to list all of this on the blog, Josiah's Voice Podcast dot WordPress dot com. I just wanted, you know, CC to be able to like, you know, dish it out for all of you guys, just all the key points of where you can find her, all the hot spots and everything. Um, I hope you guys pour into her business uh, as well. I hope that you find something for you again, if you're not a believer. No worries. I think uh, no it, worries. it sounds to me like you you can still get something you, uh, yes. really positive yes. uh, out of it. And I hope still, that for you. Yes, you can still get something um, even if you're not. Um, you will be welcome. Yes, you're very, very welcome. And there will still be things on there that will just encourage you and just give you, you know, some positivity. You could take positivity away from the things that I'm creating. And yeah, so it's open to everyone, everyone. <laughs> Epic. I love it. Guys, this has been a, a great talk uh, with CCV Ford, um, digital artist, entrepreneur, um, this has been great, CC. Um, yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to talk again. This would be great, great book I talk. Are you like just <laughs> message me about something <laughs> about anything? Just you, about yeah. anything it doesn't matter. Just message me about something. I will. No, this this has been this has been great, um, guys. I hope you love this. Go follow her, and until next time, I'll talk to you later. Peace out. 
Thank you guys for tuning in to Josiah's Voice, the podcast. Subscribe on all listening platforms. And you can keep up with the show on social media by following at Josiah's Voice Pod on all social media. And keep up with the show on the blog. Subscribe at the blog at www.josiahsvoicepodcast.wordpress.com for all the show notes for each and every episode. And if you like my theme music, the song is called Emotion. It's by Mateo. Subscribe to him on iTunes and Spotify. Thanks, guys.